This is the St. Marianne Cope Parish Podcast. Thanks for joining us. St. Marianne Cope Parish is the community of Catholic believers from Lakeland and Solvay, New York, located in Syracuse. Our podcast is here to help encourage and edify you in your faith. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. John. Glory to you, O Lord. Many of Jesus' disciples who were listening said, This saying is hard. Who can accept it? Since Jesus knew that his disciples were murmuring about this, he said to them, Does this shock you? What if you were to see the Son of Man ascending to where he was before? It is the Spirit that gives life, while the flesh is of no avail. The words I have spoken to you are spirit and life, but there are some of you who do not believe. Jesus knew from the beginning the ones who would not believe and the one who would betray him. And he said, For this reason I have told you that no one can come to me unless it is granted him by my Father. As a result of this, many of his disciples returned to their former way of life and no longer accompanied him. Jesus then said to the twelve, Do you also want to leave? Simon Peter answered him, Master, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. We have come to believe and are convinced that you are the Holy One of God. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Whenever we hear that reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Ephesians, it always makes me kind of smile inside because I remember at the time that my father was planning retirement, um, this reading came up, up after Sunday Mass, and my parents had picked up a couple of uh, my aunts for church, and so the four of them were in the car returning home from Mass, and my father, who was sometimes kind of a jokester. He liked to poke fun at things, and, and he, he quoted in the conversation this passage, and uh, in the old days, the translation used a different word. It used to say, wives should be submissive to their husbands as to the Lord. And so my father said to my mother, you know, wives should be submissive to the Lord, and my aunt said that my mother never even took a breath, and she said, just because you're retiring, you're not going to tell me what to do. And so every time I, I hear that reading, I think of uh, my mother saying that to my father, and of course, um, the, the fact of the matter was neither one of them understood the reading because that's not what it's about. <laughs> and it's about that mutual reverence that should reflect the covenant of marriage and the sanctity of marriage and the natural 
ness of marriage, and it, it's not about telling one another what to do, but rather it is that covenantal relationship that should draw people together in a mutuality that is willing to die for its sacredness. That's what it's really about. Anyway, we have a town meeting here in Joshua. The people of Israel had a town meeting. Remember, Joshua was the successor to Moses. And so after Moses passed, Joshua was designated by the Lord to lead the people of Israel. And so Joshua obviously had reason here and we don't know exactly what was going on, but he had reason to call the people of Israel together and to have a town meeting to discuss what was going on. And there must have been, there must have been a lot of grumbling and, and people saying, you know, I don't want to do this and I don't want to do that and he tells me to do this and he tells me to do that. That, that had to be what was going on here from what Joshua says to the people, because essentially, Joshua says to the people in the meeting, well, you know what, if you don't want to do it, if you don't want to be faithful to the law and the prophets, then go. I can't stop you. You're free. God wants us to freely acquiesce to his law, to his grace. He doesn't want us to be coerced. He doesn't want us to do it if it's not from our hearts, that kind of religion is, is not good. So, so what do we have here? We have, we have Joshua ultimately saying, some people are going to leave because their faith is very weak or maybe non-existent. But then those who stay will receive the benefits of their fidelity. And he makes it very clear, my family and I, we will stay. And of course, Joshua was being a good family leader. He was being a good husband and father because he was a spokesperson for his family. In the gospel reading, we have Jesus again dealing with <clears throat> people who are complaining and grumbling and because they don't want to do what is necessary for being a Christian. And so, so he's saying to them that <clears throat> he's the bread of life. He's saying to them, unless you eat this bread and drink this cup, you shall not have life within you. In other words, he is compelling them to belief in the real presence in the Holy Eucharist. He is telling them that he is truly present under the forms of bread and wine in the Holy Eucharist. And he's saying that some people are not going to believe it. For some people, they just don't have the capacity to have that wonderment. 
You know, and, I, and, I, and I've met people uh, through the years, you know, that, that would just say to me, you know, my, my thinking is just such a way. And of course, you know, mainline Protestantism denies the real presence of Christ in the Eucharist. Uh, evangelicals deny the presence of the real presence of Christ in the Eucharist, even though they would say, we take this literally from the scriptures, but how can you take it literally if Jesus himself, I mean, Jesus is God, so it's not going to be ambiguous. He's not, we don't have to say, well, you know, we kind of didn't know what he meant. When he says in the Greek, and especially in the Greek, it's much more certain than in the English. And, and of course, uh, 2,000 years ago, when people said things and put them in writing, it wasn't casual like today. You know, people say a lot of stuff and then have to retract a lot of it or kind of hope you didn't take it seriously. But in this case, we're dealing with very formal Greek in John's Gospel, and Jesus is as literate as he could be when he has said to them, unless you eat this bread and drink this cup, you shall not have life within you. And some people, obviously, didn't want to hear it, just like they don't want to hear it today. And so Jesus, <clears throat> he, he says to them that salvation and faith comes from God. It's supernatural. It's not something that I can buy or it's not something that I can foster in my brain, but it's, it is something from God. It, is, it takes an openness on my part. It takes, it takes an openness that surrenders to all that stuff, that pride that, that we carry. And, and then Jesus, of course, when he turns to the apostles, that's really uh, a challenge. And he says, so you guys want to leave too? And because, you know, they were grumblers too. They were always grumbling about something, you know, who was the greatest, who, who was more important. They were vying for position. You know, nothing's new under the sun. The apostles were no different than corporate America today. Always vying for position, always vying for recognition. And so it is Peter, and this is St. Peter exercising the Petrine office, which Pope Francis exercises today. And he says, Master, to whom shall we go? In other words, Peter is confessing that if we want eternity, we have to go to Jesus. And if we want to stay in touch with Jesus, we have to believe that he is really present in the most holy sacrament of the altar. And Peter says, you have the words of eternal life. In other words, everything you have said to us is divine revelation, is truth. It's not casual conversation. It's divine revelation. If you want truth, listen to God's words. If you want opinion, listen to 
men and women. And Peter further clarifies for us, as the Pope is called to do, we have come to believe and are convinced that you are the Holy One of God. He speaks that for the apostles who, of course, will be sent out to preach the gospel to the world, to establish the church everywhere, and to establish the church by establishing the holy sacrament of the altar and feeding the people of God with the bread of life, with the, with the bread that brings us the grace to stay in touch with Jesus so that when we pass from this life to the next life, we have the grace to see him face to face. And that's why this Eucharist is not something that we can take lightly, but we have to long for it. We have to long to eat this bread and drink this cup so that we do have life, life that will never end. Thanks for joining us on the St. Marian Cope Parish Podcast. If you have questions about St. Marian Cope Parish, our locations, or any of our ministries, visit us online at stmariancope.org. Thank you.